Hey, I'm Pat B. Adam Willis is actually out tonight, but I'm here with just Johnny. Yo. And you'll listen to the Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. I'll leap forward and back but in all directions, my friend. I'm feeling amped tonight. <laughs> Energy is folks. Ah, you know, I feel it. Just... Oh, hold it. Oh, so much better. It was that oh, weekend, man. I know, dude. That weekend. Concord's flowing, man. Just, yep. like, you know, builds up in the lungs and you got to get it out. And it's like this gross green tobacco of yak. Oh, so you haven't visited a toilet yet? Oh, no, no. Please, man, please. I, I do this show loaded to the gills, to the rafters. You know why? Because no. that's where the motivation comes from. So if <laughs> that's disgusting. I'm sorry. That's people are wondering about the the quality. It's uh, the the poo is is gonna be spewing for. Damn forth. man, I was going I was going for like phlegm and maybe a little bit of bile. You took it to like next level. That's 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 there's a smell involved there. Well, I, I was thinking toilet. You know. All right. One introduce our guest. Who uh, well, I'm, I'm very sure is very happy. This is wow, the episode. Guys, thanks for that. Intro. She chose to be on. Welcome to another episode of The Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B., the man who's uh, grossing you out on the side of me is my homeboy, Just Johnny. Give me a pound right there for the disgust, my friend. And in-house, you heard those dulcet tones of Boston's very own Ginny Nightshade. How you doing? Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, Well, first of all, let me apologize. Well, thanks for coming on, and I apologize right off the bat for that. Uh, stellar intro we just gave you. Oh my god, you <laughs> absolutely don't have to. I am like totally disgusting. Oh, just, oh. I'm just the grossest person. Yeah, we, we all love the filth. Yeah. All right then, cool, cool, cool. Kindred uh, spirits over here. All right, then next up in line, creating the smell, we have a uh, herb <laughs> in the booth there. What's going on? Hey, what's happening, guys? Hey, what's doing? All right, buddy. All right, so today we actually have a lot of content. We're just gonna jump right in. Um, also, because not all of it is uh, is happy news, dude. And I just kind of want to get through it. As fast as possible. We're going to power through this sucker because dun, it brings dun, me down. Dun, 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 oh, oh, okay. Wow. Thank, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> well, no, dude, dig this because uh, I know this one's going to touch you specifically. I know how deeply you feel about yes. this motion picture. Rob Daniel, director of Teen Wolf, 1985, classic cinema epic. You know, the greatest <laughs> work of one Sir Michael J. Fox, Esquire. Yes. This is where he earned now. <laughs> All right, well, Rob Daniel, director of Teen Wolf, and uh, everybody loves Raymond. He did a lot of uh, TV work. He passed away uh, from Parkinson's disease um, earlier, or earlier this or last week, excuse me. Um, now, Daniels was an inspiration to entrepreneurs and entertainers, uh, specifically because uh, people are always told, you know, you're too old. You can't work in Hollywood past a certain, you know, age level. This dude actually started uh, in the industry at age 42. The best oh. age. Wow. The best age, 42? Yep. It's, it's, it's the, the answer to everything. You know, that's what they say, but I've taken towels everywhere I need to go, and, you know, it's, it's never <laughs> helped me once. You know, at, at the most, I, I loaned it to somebody and they snapped my butt, man. It, 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 it never ends well for me. You're probably not sponging it in all the right places to get those nutrients. Mm. It's just don't Nutrients panic. from a towel? Yeah, you, yeah you, you, you sponge it up, you let it, you let it dampen, and uh-huh. then you suck on it when you need those nutrients. This just got even grosser. Yeah, this is we are we are we are two and a half minutes in. This is officially the weirdest show we've ever done. Thank you for that. Um, and also giving this man such a such a prestigious eulogy now, as we're, we're this is the obituary and we're talking about sponging towels and sapping butts. All right, so uh, Daniels is uh, one of the people um, credited for helping launch Michael J. Fox's career. Uh, in addition, he'd eventually bring us uh, Hollywood gems such as K Nine. He did K Nine. He did K Nine. Yeah, starring Jim Belushi. Wait, Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi. Wait, I'm I'm thinking, uh, I'm I'm probably thinking of like Turner and Hooch or something. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Never mind, never mind. No, different movie. This, this is Jim Belushi partnered with a cop, 
uh, to uh, bring down drug dealers in Detroit, man. This okay. is this is like this is serious business. So it's the other dog and cop taken down. It's drug the other dealers. dog and cop. <laughs> talk. They, they they can't all be uh, T Rex with Whoopi Goldberg. Uh. Okay, but no, this was uh, this was serious. Daniel actually did a lot of good work, a lot of prestigious work, and believe it or not, despite that that uh, high level, that highbrow catalog we just ran down. Um, he is actually regarded as one of the inspirations for people who think, uh, you know, you're very limited when you want to work in Hollywood and entertainment in general. It's like, no, it worked out for these people. You know, they've done projects where people said they wouldn't and they couldn't. So, uh, Rob Daniel, rest in peace, sir. And another, uh, sad, unfortunate loss we had last week, uh, Joni Lauer, uh, also known as the, uh, WWE wrestler China, uh, passed away. Um, now this one's a little more ambiguous, uh, China, uh, she died at age 46, now the full details still haven't been disclosed, but they suspect that due to her history with drug abuse, uh, that maybe, uh, maybe there was an overdose in place, uh, no hard evidence of that has been found, so authorities are still investigating, uh, well, at the age of 46, I mean, well, options are kind of limited, either it's some sort of random attack or... You know, that's what drugs can do. You'd think so, but a lot of people die of heart attacks from stressful lifestyles. Keep in mind also, her entire life up until this point has been built around bodybuilding. There's a lot of strenuous activity. Right. You know, a lot of uh, wear and tear on the actual muscles and joints and right. physicality. And sometimes people body, people's bodies just give out. Also, with a history of drug abuse. That's, that's what I'm and, saying. Yeah. Like, all the more reason to not do drugs. If you're already straining your body, mm-hmm. why... why take drugs to strain it even further yeah and one sad um unfortunate fact of uh, of a fitness intensive lifestyle is when you have that in your past and even when you try to get clean it becomes more of a detriment um that's how eddie guerrero passed you know he'd been clean for years but still uh his body suffered the wrath of those same effects yeah drugs uh, drugs are bad kids drugs are bad drugs okay. are bad, drugs are bad. Mm. um but no uh losing china is especially sad to me at least because i remember growing up there were no like Oh, okay. I won't say no. There were very few positive females in wrestling, and I was a hardcore WWF fan. Yeah, you know, and there was like Marlena, who was um, well, she was she was a walking mammogram. There was uh, Luna Vachon, who was just like uh, the shaved head demon, showing that women can be just as badass. It's like, can they? Because you seem to be acting as much like a man as possible. Well, was this before yeah. or after Elizabeth? No, Elizabeth was like the shining beacon of, of femininity. But the thing is, she was she was basically the the, the, lowest, the lowest lane. Of the WWF. She was yeah. there as a positive figure you're meant to like, but she was also there to be the, dam- the damsel in distress every week. Yep. You know, she's the cause of turmoil. She's the one that needs to be uh, saved from the big boss man. Or not the big boss man, that, that prisoner that the big boss man uh, introduced to the WWF. You know, so she was there as a positive figure, but not a role model figure. You know, and then China was the first one to come in and say, no, I can stand toe-to-toe with any man in this, uh, in this league. Yep. And she did. Very often. She was a force to be reckoned with. She was, yeah. man. Um, so that's another loss. Joni Lara passed at age 20, uh, 20 46. Uh, rest in peace. All right. And in a bit of happier news, I guess. I'll, I'll call it happier because this amuses the hell out of me. Uh, the ESL, uh, that's the Electronic Sports League, uh, has banned Team YP uh, for their association with porn. Any yeah. comment? Any comments so far? Uh, well, I mean, what kind of nerd isn't associated with porn in some way, right? Oh, well, this is above and beyond. Now, mind you, the Electronic <laughs> Sports League is a league of professional gamers. These teams get together and they play different games. Hearthstone, uh, League of Legends, you know. At, Call at, of Duty, there, Call there's of, a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah and they play Starcraft. competitively as, you know, a collective. Well, this team, up until uh, 2014, was just known as Team Play to Win. 
and they were just, there's the span this group of uh, Spanish gamers. They got together and it was really good, good enough uh, to the point where in 2014 they were approached and eventually sponsored by UPorn. Hence, making taking them from uh, uh, team play to win to team YP. Yep. Yeah, and they've been uh, pretty successful up until this point. They went kind of silent for a few months, and no one really understood why. And then recently, they came back into effect, and team YP has just been kicking ass left and right. And just last week, uh, they were sanctioned and then eventually banned uh, by the uh, ESL uh, higher ups. Just because of their connection to porn? Just because of their connection to porn. Now, mind you, they don't advertise porn in any way. They don't advocate porn in any way. Even their logo is very generic, just a shield with, like, the YP on it. Is you know, that website, uh, like, super crummy? Is that why? Or well, is it just their connection with naked people? I mean, people? what kind of connection. porn site isn't crummy Okay. for the most part? I mean, well... Okay, I don't know where, you, where you've been. I only go to the most top-shelf, top-notch <laughs> porn sites. It, it's not yeah. like... We're not talking, like, the Facebook quality, you know, <laughs> trusted logins. The and... mo- the mo- you know, actually, you'd be, you'd be very, very surprised, my friend. Yes. Uh, the most top-shelf and prestigious porn sites... Are the other ones I, I feed the most, the most polished of the polished. All right, I'll tell you, you have not seen. A, you know what? This is this is the wrong avenue for me to advocate. All I'll say is, uh, no. Um, I'm just wondering, like, a, is it a shame thing because of their connection to sex work? Or uh, it, it definitely has I, to do with the demographic. Uh, so, for something like uh, electronic sports league, so any kind of like esports in general, that's being streamed a lot, and that's the primary audience is those that are watching the streams, and that's like the Twitch audience. When you look at the main demographic of the Twitch audience, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's absolutely like a younger crowd, you know, uh, wow. high schoolers. I mean, I it, it ranges up. Uh, it's pretty diverse, but I mean, like your your largest bulk is probably going to be the uh, 13 to 24, maybe 13 to 26 range. And when you have a lot of a lot of younger kids and they see a logo. Now, the other thing with these sports teams is that they'll wear like jackets, like kind of like NASCAR mm-hmm. drivers. They'll wear like jackets that have the logos all over the place, all their sponsors. And you'll probably see something like that um, on these teammates. And, you know. Yeah, when you have um, your sponsors are basically the ones who are looking for the redirection for, uh, from the popularity of your, of your team. When the redirection specifically comes from a porn site, then that's going to be the obvious uh, relocation of your audiences. And when you're dealing with 13-year-olds, I guess that's where their hiccups are, but their quote-unquote arguments are, well, it's illegal for us to advocate porn and advertise in many of the circles we run in and any, many of the countries that we broadcast in as well, and blah, blah, and this and that. So they just outright ban the team. Now, there have been wow. a lot of... Um, there have been a lot of protests, and the team's gotten a lot of support because they also have no problem. The ESL has no problem with teams that are sponsored by very shady gambling sites, hmm. uh, by sites that are basically less well put together. Uh, so that's been one of the biggest um, points of contention. Are there any uh, teams that are sponsored by like alcohol or anything like that? Yes, there? yes, there are, and that's another that's another uh, that's another thing that that's conveniently overlooked sure. by the ESL. So we'll follow up on this story as uh, more comes out because I kind of want to know what the F is going on. But on the line, we have my homeboy, Adam Willis. Black Adam Willis, if you will. Yes, sir. What's up? Ah, doing okay, buddy. Glad to hear from you. Yeah, I'm, uh, thanks for letting me call in. Yeah, it's uh, kind of had to escape uh, work a little bit to kind of get this in. And unfortunately, we are having to talk about uh, Prince, which I kind of really came out of nowhere for me. I'm sure it did for you as well. Yeah, it really did, man. We're talking about the death of uh, the... I think I think by now legendary entertainer Prince, mm-hmm. uh, who we lost yeah, last week. Yeah, of course, week. legendary. That's uh, definitely mm-hmm. underselling it. I think. Um, 
of course, he was found dead okay, a couple God, days Mike, ago. Man, and I would just go out and say he was the uh, the greatest recording artist of all time. I know. I, I, I would. I, I actually would say that's not too much hyperbole. Um, he he definitely deserves those kind of accolades. And I know we're radio. People can't really see Adam Willis, but no one has influenced his fashion sense more than Prince. <laughs> All right, nobody, exactly, exactly. Nobody exactly. Yeah, I used to wear the, the hoop shirts, you know, like that. And, and the bell bottoms with the boots. Always, Man, yeah. nobody wears a band jacket, a frilly necktie, and assless chaps better than black Adam Willis. Let me tell you right there. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, he was. I mean, he could do whatever he wants, and that was one of the greatest things. He really could. And if, you know, he couldn't, he would just... You know, that's that's just not how we lived. He was uh, kind of the living embodiment of what you want an artist to be. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to refer to him in the past tense. You know, it's kind of cruel almost. And talking about if he just did nothing besides music, if that's all he did, he'd still be a legend. I know he put out over, you know, like 30 albums, but like that run in the 80s that he did, you know, with Dirty Mind, uh, 1999, Purple Rain, Sign of the Times, like, that's just some of the, you know, the greatest pieces of music that you, you know, you can ever find in, like, that, that pop realm. Well, yeah, and he just recorded all those too. things, all the instruments, like, by himself. Mm-hmm. And, like, everything he, he played, he arranged and, and produced everything himself, and he was just so otherworldly talented, and it's amazing. I don't think we'll ever see that again he was an anomaly and it's and it's and it's amazing to you know go over his body work and look at that and just i can't i still have a hard time that he's gone it's just such an amazing thing and really it's kind of cliche to come come out and say no not you know, cliche at all i think the proper as, term to, came out as a shock but it really did it really really did i think the proper term to throw out there would be prolific um one of the things people don't realize is he had he's been a he's been a musician since the uh since the 70s and everyone came uh, really into uh, into acknowledgement of Prince, the entity as we know him, uh, in the '80s and the '90s, and then he's just called, kind of always been a force that's there. You know, um, what album did he buy? Oh, I got this, 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 and this. Okay, and then years later, what album did you get? I got this, 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 and this. And in the background, there's always been, oh yeah, and there was also Prince. Oh yeah, and there was also Prince. Who worked on this? And there was also Prince. Who produced this? Oh, Prince did. Who yeah. wrote this song? Prince. Well, he was so so prolific. I mean, when he would put out, you know. Purple Rain, and then like uh, right after that, like another like you barely had time to digest the music he was putting out. Like you would just get like like wow, that blew me away. And then all of a sudden you bring out something else that was like completely different and it would blow you away again. Oh yeah, that was, and it was amazing. And it's just like I said, if he just did music, he would still be you know the biggest rock star ever. No, but not just music. Did, I, I, I want to hear. He's like, I want to act. I want to. And he did you know Purple Rain the movie, which is you know you watch it's kind of uh, campy, but it's so good. <laughs> It's so wait, good. wait, 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 just... pause right there. We've had we've had this discussion. Now, I think the movie is a classic because it's not so good. The music is phenomenal, right. but let, let, let's not mix words here. The, the, the movie like, as a guy who's was... never acted, and, you know, he's kind of, he's the, you know, one of the biggest rock stars on the planet, and mm-hmm. it's just, I think it's great. I, I mean, when he, when he, I heard he passed, they had actually uh, Purple Rain on MTV, and I sat there and watched it with a, with a few tears, I, I might say, but... It's it's such a fun movie, you know. He plays the kid, and you know, jumping in, you know, like Minnetonka. I mean, yeah. all that sexual. 
stuff going on. Oh, no, it was, it, was, it, was, it was sexual. It's a fun right? movie to watch. Well, anyone who doesn't know or anyone hasn't seen Purple Rain, I come to find out in the past couple, well, in the past week, a lot of people haven't. They're familiar with the album Purple Rain. They're familiar with the concept that came from the movie Purple Rain, but have never sat down and watched it uh, itself. So. You've never? No, I've never seen it either. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. Same here. Yes. Same here. Wow! Oh, the whole wow. room, the whole oh, room except for you. Oh, okay. Well, no, Adam, Adam, Adam on the mic. Adam, I know Adam's seen it. Adam's got tattoos to represent how how much this movie <laughs> yeah. means to him. Oh, but it's, it's 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 good. It kind of starts out, you know, he just rolls up in in this purple get up outfit, and, and he had the, the, bike he, wait, wait, and he, the motorcycle riding, not just any motorcycle. He was riding the Batgirl motorcycle. Just, uh, it's he, fantastic. He, oh, it's not fantastic. It's fantastic because it's so bad. But it, it it brought so much to the world, especially in in that day and age where, okay, one of the things that's it's re- it's really known for is being much like Prince. You know, it's just like it's great despite itself, and everything that Prince put across, you'd never think conceptually, you'd never think that that's that's genius. That's the mark of a great musician. It's like he wears these weird outfits. He comes up on stage butt ass naked most of the time and then he's got like hair all over the place he's got people like climbing all over him he's climbing all over he's dropping on the he'll drop and like hump the floor in the middle of a set like stop a solo to yeah, get down but- and just like grind and that works for people and then purple rain is uh heralded for being one of the first really sexual movies in the time when you have things like nine and a half weeks that are quote unquote the height of sexuality um i think purple rain was the first movie ever was the first major motion picture ever non-pornographic herb i know you're getting excited over there um that actually had a uh like a hand of the vag on screen huh? and yeah it was like it was like like this was a yeah, that's like nothing now you know i mean i think i think well, twi- i think twilight had like full full penetration you know i mean that, that's the level we're at now but um well, that, mean, that, that, that was a joke yo yeah. it went real silent that yeah. was, i was kidding <laughs> that was comedy i never twilight. saw it yeah. so, oh man I believe you, you could oh, <laughs> could be right all right well no um purple rain was big for that and that's just one uh work in this man's long and well, thoroughly sexuality thoroughly. sexuality was always i mean a staple with prince but it was sexuality and in a way it was like he's He's for most like on romance and pleasure. It wasn't like power and machismo. You know what I mean? He was about yeah, seducing, it was, and it was like a, you know, kind of an intimate thing. And yeah, it, like, don't get me wrong. I didn't, I didn't mean to imply too. it was like sleazy in any way. Yeah, no, it's not like this power and like dominating these women. It was like this seduction, and it, it was like empowering for, um, for all these people. So it was. It's just losing him. You just lost so much, and then he had. Famously, at Paisley Park, he has these epic vaults as well with just, mm-hmm. like, you know, so much music and music videos and fully produced, you know, musical endeavors, like, stacked up there. So now the big question is, like, what happens to all that stuff? Well, I don't know if... You know, he has so much backlog music there. What do you do with it? What I would think is, at the very least, in tribute to him, all the artists that he's working with, or at least most of the artists, I don't know if they all have, if it's all good blood between them, but would release uh, anything that he's helped them build. He's responsible for the careers well, then, of so many that's different... That's part, of, part of the thing that made Prince Prince, too, was the, the, the enigma, you know, the, the mystery, like, do you really want all that stuff out there? Even though it would be great, I'm sure some of the stuff in there is, is like, mind-blowing, and it's like almost a lifetime's worth of music, probably. Yeah, people want to But, you know, stuff. some of the, that mystique, you know, I don't want all of it did now come out and have everybody like kind of, you know, knee deep in it. I think part of the mystery is what makes Prince Prince. So I want 
some of that to remain, maybe selfishly. I don't know. I think once they pass, you know, I mean, this is all folks have left of that legacy. You know, it's it's 2016. There's still people uh, coming out talking about, yeah, you know, I think I saw Elvis over in so-and-so. It's like, no, he's been dead forever. Let it go. Prince I is one of those Tupac musicians. Last week. You saw well, no, Tupac, Tupac's chilling. I yeah. saw Tupac at the supermarket, man. That's that's different. All right, that, that, that's science involved. Uh, it's got holograms doing a, <laughs> doing his taxes. Now I'm talking about. Um, I want to hear everything that came from Prince because a lot of that is genius. That I'm 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 guessing, but it's an educated guess. A lot of uh, which was not released from his own um, from his own. I want to say volition. I think that's the wrong word here. But um, you know how artists will do something that we think is incredible, but it's not up to their specific standards. Yep. They have high standards, so they'll say, you know what? No, nah, screw it. We won't release it. A lot well, of not, not only that. that, but it might even be uh, something that's amazing mm-hmm. as its own, but it wouldn't fit the, the context of an album, so yeah. he just leaves it out. Yeah, exactly. And I think Prince has tons of that. I mean, we're talking about Prince here. Yeah. You know, I can't imagine how many... How many works um, that he actually made that are that are just that are, that is brilliant, that are just dope, that you hear him and it's just like slamming off the bat, and he's like, yeah, but you know what? I don't really like working with this person anymore, so I'm gonna you know shelve that and back burner, and that's all in his vault. Well, you know, Kevin this- Smith has a, a, a very funny story too that you know I he was doing like a Q and A at some speaking engagement he had, and he was talking about working with Prince, mm-hmm. and he said he was trying to film this documentary on like this album that he released. And like the religious aspects to it and kind of the gospel of the music and he got hours and hours and hours and hours of footage and then at the end of it he just says yeah it's not no one's going to see it he's going to throw it in the ball yeah you know, I, he I heard that dude that's messed undertake up. these giant projects and a lot of times they're fully produced things like you know come out and they would spend you know hours weeks months on these things and then he would just keep it for himself and just throw it in this weird ball so you can just imagine what's actually in there like and how much stuff like All right, I, I, I gotta say none of this him in. it was just so fantastic none of what you're saying right now is helping you literally coming out none of what you're saying right now is helping the argument that we should leave that in the vault dude I want to hear it all now mm-hmm. uh, it, it might yeah. come out as like a nice trickle uh, well, right. I, 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 want, I want everything to rush out at once. Keep in mind, like they really did a uh, little bit, a little bit, and I think they'll start to sensationalize and start mm-hmm. inform rumors. Like, no, nah, man, you got to understand. See, Prince didn't release this because the mafia or the Illuminati told him not to, and get like dumb. Well, he had like so that. much stuff because he was just he re- recorded all the time because he was just like he seemed to just exude music. It was just something he constantly did. Yeah, it was yeah. part of his, you know, being. And so I know, like at Paisley Park, every room in the house. Um, was wired for sound. So if he was sitting on the toilet and decides he wants to record a song, he could because everything was wired. You know, he could sit there and write music and sing. Everything like that would be recorded, so he'd have it. Yeah, Prince. Circling back <laughs> to that toilet. <laughs> Circling back. Hey, man, the greatest hits of Prince, you know, backed up by that urine stream. Um, <laughs> no, no, I, I do love I do love the uh, the fact that there is all that out there, and it comes out in the form of, if, if, we're not, if we don't get the uh, the actual music itself, we get the lore of why we don't have it. Oh, and there's so much lore with Prince. Yeah. I, I just watched a Facebook video um, the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy that worked uh, very closely with Prince uh, with charitable uh, contributions and organizations. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this, but Prince was a major, major philanthropist and always, always tried to help out anyone that he could, that he was aware of that was struggling, would go out of his way to make sure that whatever problems that particular person uh, was encountering, that he would try to resolve that as quickly as possible. Like, the stories that are coming out now of Prince 
are incredible. Absolutely incredible. The, he goes far beyond the music when he's taking the actions that I'm hearing and that I'm watching in these videos and learning about Prince uh, from someone who doesn't know too much beyond, you know, Purple Rain and, and other works like that. Oh, man, stories to, would, would blow yeah. your mind. To learn more about the person of who Prince is and, and everything that he represented, it he was just truly like an amazing, amazing loss. Like, I can't imagine someone, uh, you know... You can't imagine someone filling those shoes? I, I absolutely can't. No, I, I, that's understandable, but, dude. One of the things... Well, he's people... also kind of a weirdo, too. You know? Kind of? It's, it's one of those things when you're that famous and you're that big and you're that, you know, that big of a rock star, you kind of lose touch with reality. And I know he was, he was a great philanthropist, but... He was probably like I heard like one on one as a guy. He kind of like is all over the place. You know, he's kind of like his mind would drift, and he would start talking about this and that, and all of a sudden it would lead to something weird. And it was kind of hard to, you know, wrangle him back in. I hear from a lot of people uh, talking about that because he was just so in Prince Land all the time. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of artists. So, <laughs> so that's why yeah. his music speaks more. I think you know that's the weird getting Prince as. as and the true essence there. Well, and I didn't think we were going to lose anybody bigger than David Bowie this year. Yeah. There's only like one or two guys it's that the would close mean proximity that of all much these. as just being yeah. a rock star. And we happened to lose, you know, of course we lost Prince. And it's just how much worse can 2016 get? You know what I mean? It's everything on the show that we do where it's just like every week we have to start out with some horrible news about somebody that's passing away. And it's just yeah. not funny anymore. You know, it never was, but it was just like it's some. It's it's, it's definitely going to get uh, it's definitely going to get worse before it gets any better because as far as I'm concerned, the artists that are coming out now mm. are not going to stand the test of time like the artists of old. But the artists of old are eventually going to fade away. Uh, we haven't even peaked yet, so you know, okay, fasten well, your seatbelts. But oh, once once we overcome that hurdle, then it's then what? Like well, who who do we have to look up to? Um, Taylor Swift. No. Justin Bieber. Yeah, shut up. Pat. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you and good night. Right, well, I, those are great I examples. I got to get out of here. All right, um, Adam. But I will say one thing before I go. If anybody, you know, if you don't know Prince, or you guys have said you haven't seen Purple Rain and stuff like that, it's just, I would start with Dirty Mind. That's one of my favorite albums ever. Um, when You Were Mine is my favorite song off that album. 1999 is obviously great. Purple Rain, you've all listened to. Sign of the Times is probably his best album to show him just just straight musically on what he can do. It's a double album, and it's just start start with those and uh, and then go from there. And just uh, yeah, read as much as you can and listen to as much as you can of the music. Go out and buy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just he was a monster. He's bigger than you can imagine. And uh, thank you, Pat, for uh, letting me call in. Uh, thank you for everybody for. Uh, up with it. No, it's all good, man. Thanks for sharing. We'll talk to you. Um, well, actually, we'll have you back on the show uh, next week. You can give us. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be back next week. Save my seat for me, will you? All right, we'll do. We'll keep it warm for you. All right, brother. All right, take it easy. Okay, Johnny, that means uh, start farting in the chair right away. <laughs> all right, no, we're talking about Prince. More, more, <laughs> more toilet, man. More toilet. Yeah, that's, that seems to be the uh, the slippery slope. The show's gone down tonight. But no, he made a lot of really good points, um, dude. Prince. Touched us all, and that's that's no euphemism, no pun, no innuendo there. Like okay. I did not realize until he actually passed. And I, this, I'm somebody who knows uh, and follow and follows the catalogs of of, uh, of different uh, entertainers and musicians. And even I didn't realize the full extent of like of like Prince's 
uh, reach. Like that's like finding out someone like Quincy Jones or, or Teddy Riley. Like, yeah, I know they did all this stuff. And then you discover, you open up that vault, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait, they work with this person, this person, this too. Um, I didn't realize that Prince worked with the likes of uh, Sinead O'Connor. You know, everyone knows, yeah. everyone knows Vanity. Yeah. Everyone knows uh, like Sheila E. But Sheena Easton, mm-hmm. you know, it, it extends that it extends that far. I can, I can, I can call out, um, I can call out. Uh, Madonna. Madonna. Yeah. Thank you. Um, what's his name? Uh, Morris Day. Everybody knows Morris Day. Everybody knows the time. And these are like Prince's pet projects. But Michael Jackson specifically uh, went to Prince for a lot of his greater sits. And I'm like, we're talking about, we're talking about MJ. We're talking about Mike, the king of pop. And it's like, yeah, but, you know, even he had, you know, the ones he went to in times of crisis. And they were Quincy Jones and freaking Prince. And one of my favorite stories is um, I've seen the Michael Jackson's uh, bad video. Do you all remember that? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I'm oh, going yeah. way back. Uh, Johnny, I know you're a young pup. I, I, I know the story you're getting up. Okay. That's pretty good. All right, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyone who doesn't know her, I'm looking at you. Uh, no clue, man. All right, well, if you remember the Michael Jackson bad video in the full version, uh, he's a dude that returns to his hood and he's stepped to by his <laughs> former gang. Because Michael Jackson, the hardcore gangster that we knew him as. <laughs> um, but the gang is headed by Wesley Snipes. This is before Wesley Snipes was like Passenger 57 hardcore blade action dude and was just a uh, a part-time, you know, backup dancer, part-time actor struggling. And this was one of his his earliest roles. And he was just, they, they picked him because he looked hardcore. That role was supposed to be played by Prince. Yeah, can you imagine Prince as this like hardcore gang leader? <laughs> so, <laughs> and then we're going to start off, yo butt is mine. So you got Prince saying to MJ, yo butt is mine. Uh, MJ saying to Prince, Your butt is mine. And Prince tells the story like, you know, that's why I didn't want to do it because you got me talking to Michael talking about I want your butt and him talking to me like I want your butt. And that's really not a situation I need to be involved in. And I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, history thanks you <laughs> right? for that uh, specific lack of contribution. Um, also, so, speaking of butts. What do you got? Uh, so you can wear Pokemon on your butts. Oh, geez. No, we'll save that one for afterwards because that, 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 that goes in deep. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to stop talking. I shouldn't be on the radio. Why, why do I say these things? I'm setting these up. You're knocking them down. We're I, doing good. <laughs> oh, yeah, doing horrible, horrible things. <laughs> but no, we're talking about Prince, one of the uh, greatest entertainers of our time and our generation. Uh, left the legacy, touched us all. Um, Jenny, do you have a favorite, preferred Prince story? Um, well, I mean, I'm, so I'm here because I'm the producer of Old School Game Show, and we've we've done a lot of tributes to Prince. He's... He's really been a big inspiration for us and what we do on the show. Um, one of my like very first roles in the show, I was in a dance number where I drew on a little tiny mustache and wore purple, and we did the Church of Prince. And last month, we actually did a tribute to him, and we had um, Nick Chambers come on and play Prince. Funny guy, um, So we were incredibly shocked when this month he passed because mm-hmm. the month before, we had David Bowie tribute played by Mary Widow on our show. Mm. Um, so we sort of feel like maybe there's a little bit of a game show curse going on oh, here. Well, um, hang on, Sunder Damocles out there. Look for uh, the next old school game show uh, tribute to Donald Trump. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> or, idea. Or yes. Justin Bieber. Just, Please. Just wishful thinking. If people just start naming people they want to die. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's, like a, it's like a personified death note. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, in all, in all seriousness, though, I think that what Prince does and what Bowie did was all of us weirdo artists, we watch these people 
go out into the world, they're incredibly talented, and they succeed, and they make us all feel like we're a part of something. Mm. And I think that's the real legacy. Yeah, well said. It's very important. One thing that people don't realize is entertainers are people too. We all have our own inspirations. We all have our own uh, backgrounds and stuff that brought us to where we are in life. And a big part of that is finding the uh, influences that make you feel comfortable enough to go out and do that thing that you want to do. And I think Prince was very uh, was very um, was very big in that respect for a lot of people. Sure. And it's good to hear that we have someone in house that was personally <laughs> touched by that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so Prince uh, passed the age of 57. Uh, far too young, in my opinion. Way too young. Way too yeah. young, yeah. Uh, rest in peace, sir. All right, so on that extra, extra happy note, uh, <laughs> we want to jump into the actual uh, in-depth nitty-gritty with our in-house guest, Ginny Nightshade. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Anyone doesn't know, Ginny is the dynamite diva. <laughs> Can I tell you my sister read that description of me on Facebook and she has not stopped teasing me about it? Uh, hey. I- <laughs> <laughs> she was like, yep, that's you. Uh, well, then you are welcome. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Jenny, anyone who doesn't know or hasn't gotten a chance to actually see any of your, uh, any of your wonderful performances, give, give audiences a lowdown on, on who you are. Okay. Uh, well, I'm a burlesque dancer and producer here in Boston. Um, I do burlesque with the Slaughterhouse Sweethearts and Rogue Burlesque and the Glitter Bombs. So I've been really busy being in shows and performing. Um, I've actually just been performing kind of like mostly in New England, but I've been traveling a bunch too. And then I also am the executive producer of Old School Game Show, which if you don't know what that is, it's an alt-trivia variety show. We have a monthly running show. Um, I like to call it... The price is right on crack because um, <laughs> the audience comes in. You can submit your name. You can come down and play in the trivia games. Um, around that, we've got a hilarious sketch comedy with a ton of really awesome Boston comedians and actors. We have a full live band. We have dancers. Uh, there's kind of something for everyone. Yeah, no, it's a great show. I've been many times. Yeah. And uh, I like to think. You're a big support of the show. Thanks, oh. Pat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're very welcome. Half of their ticket sales have come out. <laughs> no. Um, but no, it's always been a great time. Uh, we've uh, actually had a few uh, representatives from the old, she, uh, the old school game show on the show. Yeah, you had Anthony mm-hmm. uh, not that long ago, right? Last month? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's one of our writers. We have an awesome team of writers. Great guy. Came on, gave us some great information. We had uh, Mike D'Angelo. Uh, on there, who's the host of Old School Game Show. And not only we had Mike, uh, Mike introduced us to a few other friends of the show and expanded our own reach. So, you oh, know, awesome. we kind of, owe, uh, kind of owe you guys some thanks. Oh, great. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's great like that. Oh, yeah, no, he's a, he's a great guy with a sweet, sweet mustache. <laughs> yes, he does have a great mustache. <laughs> All right, so the upcoming Old School Game Show. Um, now, in the past, we've seen wrestling-themed uh, shows. We've seen... Uh, oh, uh, the get to the chopper, get to the chopper, panty dropper. Yeah, the action-themed episode. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so every month we do a different theme. Um, So this month we're kind of doing our take on 1970s variety shows. Mm -hmm. So we're, you can think like Brady Bunch or Partridge Family, family band kind of stuff. So Mm -hmm. this will be a very musical episode. Um, and we've got some awesome guests this month. We actually booked the Lipstick Criminals, which are a fantastic dance troupe in Boston. They do burlesque, and they're professional dancers, and they're super skilled. Um, and they usually, you know, have something really fun, like up their sleeves or 
up their leotards. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's we like, also it's like they, 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 they tuck them in somewhere. <laughs> yeah, there's not much stuff to like. There's a crevice that can kind of. <laughs> yes. Um, and we also have cotton candy, um, mm-hmm. and they're really cool. They're um, they're a duo, and they do jingles. They write their own, and then they parody retro ones. Oh, and crazy. so we're going to pull them into a game, and they're going to sing, and they're awesome. Right, We've cool. had them on the show before. All right. I, I, I honestly thought you were, you were doing out some cotton candy to, to, the, uh, Whoa, to the audience. That there. is I'd... such a good idea. I would like some cotton candy right now. Oh, man. I'm totally taking credit <laughs> for that. Let's see what we can hook up with after the show. I don't know if we have cotton candy, but Herb. That's in uh, my writer. Check... I want some cotton candy. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> Come um, on, Herb. Check the mini fridge. I think we have some uh, Skittles we can crush into a, into a cup there. And... Worst case scenario, I'll run to the store real quick. There you go. <laughs> oh, okay, he's cool. Great. Yeah, no, no, no. Her, Herb is the man. Very functional right here. <laughs> we could not do the show without him. Appreciate Thank you, buddy. Thank you for having me. Oh, time. <laughs> so, Herb, tell us about your next product. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. So now, what's your role in the OA, in the uh, old school game show? Because you do yeah, a so, lot of things. Yeah, I'm the executive producer. So I work with, with Mike. Mike D'Angelo is the host and creator and the other executive producer. And Caitlin Buckley, who is our other producer and head writer. Mm-hmm. And so um, I help to sort of, like, organize the business end of things. Um, I wear a lot of hats. The show is... A ton of work and a ton of people commit so much time to what we do, and we're really lucky um, that we have all these dedicated cast and crew. Um, but I also uh, act on the show as well, so I'll play different character parts. I'll sing, I'll dance, um, so I kind of do a little bit of everything. Not bad, dude. You all should see her sweet backflips; they are amazing. <laughs> yep, I mean, I'm doing them right now. <laughs> there's kung fu. Oh, okay, not right now. Right now, before the show, though. The display of kung fu was just was just <laughs> mind blowing. We almost didn't get we almost didn't uh, uh, get Johnny back uh, in consciousness before the uh, before we got on air. Uh, I'm still out of it. Oh, it's, it's okay. It's, it's okay. He'll be crisp again uh, in a few weeks. Have that effect on people. <laughs> just just rampant rampant confusion and brain damage. All right, we we've gone kind of off the rails here. All right, but no, actually, um, uh, Will Smalley. Yeah, is a is a part of the cast. I actually got to see him um, just a couple of weeks ago. Very funny guy. Yeah, Will's hilarious. Yeah, yeah we actually produce shows together um, as well. Will and I have done. We did something for the Boston Comedy Festival, and then we've produced our own little solo shows where we mix um, typically stand up comedy and burlesque and run it sort of like a variety show. Mm-hmm. He's our announcer on the game show, so he's our sort of like come on down guy. He's got an amazing voice. He's super funny, and he sort of keeps everything running. From his vantage point as the announcer. Yeah, not bad. Um, I, I I enjoy the man's work, and as an announcer, it's kind of like Rod Roddy, but um, if he got a few more hugs growing up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's a very friendly environment. I dig it. Okay, now now we've gotten the official business information out of the way. Uh huh. What has been your favorite show? Because I know. Oh, yeah. my favorite show is the country western show. Okay. All I right. know. I I really like country music. <laughs> that is a secret that now I have said on the radio. Uh, I wait. love country music. I'll try not to judge it too harsh. <laughs> um, I apologize for the Taylor Swift comment. <laughs> I apologize for nothing. Okay, older, nothing. Okay, I would say older country music, mm-hmm. but that's kind of a lie. I also like pop Patsy country. Klein. Oh, jeez. Okay. Sorry. I was going to say, well, no, Patsy Klein was great. And we want to talk Dolly Parton. Oh, I, I, I like Dolly. the fact that you're so sheepish about it is like... Further cementing how 
awful country music. Oh my god! Wow. When Michael and I are in the car and I'm listening to the radio, he makes me change the station. Like no one likes pop country. It, it's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> understandable. <laughs> no uh, one likes the, it. The, the views and opinions of just Johnny are indeed shared by everyone on the Geek Down. Um, no, actually, I, I, I will say, and this is purely uh, the result of growing up with Looney Tunes and Tom and Jerry and things. There are some country tunes that I've grown to appreciate. And this is a black man from the hood talking, just so you know. Country music and Looney Tunes. That was all like No, 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 no. Okay, here, here's where I'm coming from. Do you remember Tom and Jerry, uh, Uncle no. Pecos? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. You know, I oh, Fragmenta Gordon, he did ride. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> or, 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 or my personal favorite. I was riding down a trail from Santa Fe. Now do Taylor Swift. Another absolutely not. How dare you? <laughs> that, that's because uh, I'm seventeen. Yes. But we're not. We're not doing it. That is See? not happening. That that is some truly old school country right there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? All right. So on our show, we did like Loretta Lynn and Johnny Cash Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. And I got to wear a giant wig, which is my favorite because, you know, the higher the hair, the closer to God and all that. Oh, (laughs) 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 That's really the philosophy that we're going with? That's right. We all listen to very bad music. I mean, we're all guilty of it. Hey, you, you, you know what? You know what? I will. You. This, this is a safe space. You will not be judged for your horrible, horrible taste. Oh my God, so judgy. Or, you said okay. No, you, that was you, my the, favorite you said episode. pop country. That's yeah. Why. No. Okay. I shouldn't have said that. I was very. Well, we think Garth Brooks right off the bat. I'm sorry. That's where that goes. I think Taylor Swift right off the bat. You don't think Chris Gaines? Uh, just all of it. I, I don't. It's. Dude, horrible things are happening right now. <laughs> But uh, our episode featured none of that type of country nope. music, oh. <laughs> I promise. We had a really awesome band. We had a, a fiddle player and a banjo player, and it was a, a really awesome experience. Was this great dancing? Please tell me that was great dancing. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> a little See, bit. See, there's nothing wrong with that. I definitely appreciate the music that goes into it. I just don't appreciate the modern-day vocals of country. Well, okay, that's no, you, you, that, that's true, but that's because if you're not into a genre of music, wherever it goes is still not going to be you a cup of tea. Right. So if you weren't into, like, rock music not going to be in a hard rock and high voltage. I myself love ACDC, you know, but you throw out um, Gene Simmons today, and I'm like, what the holy <laughs> hell is going on here? How dare you expose this? My, my sensitive my sensitive ears and sensibilities, my, my vert... Okay, you know, I've, I've, I have no idea what I'm talking about anymore. We were talking about country music and the uh, old school game show. Yeah. And then you confess these horrible, horrible facts about yourself that will ruin the opinions. Ah, they're yeah. not horrible. I think it's fun. It I, define I'm, I'm, it further defines who she is. I'm messing yeah, with her, man. This is, this is, this is <laughs> all right. Fine. We'll we'll explain the uh, the uh, the tenets of comedy to Johnny after uh, after we go off air. But no, Ginny. Uh, Country episode was definitely my favorite. Mm-hmm. But we've done a lot of other great ones. Um, one of them was we did a '60s themed show. So everyone took acid, and um, I mean, you can't beat uh, that. You realize uh, this is broadcast like to like. Everywhere, including like. Listen, I just told you I like pop country. I feel like. <laughs> I feel like. They're talking about citric much. acid. Or, you know, they, they took a bite into an apple. Hey, touche, touche. The yeah. whole audience, everyone. No, we didn't really. Um, uh, but we did. You uh, wondered what was in those uh, those, those free tablets they were giving out. What's this? Breath mints? Yeah, sure, enjoy. <laughs> Um, I like the sh- the episodes where we sing, where we bring characters on. So Nick Chambers, who I mentioned before, played Prince. Mm-hmm. He's a stand-up comic here in Boston. He actually just recorded his first album. Oh, no kidding. Um, last weekend at the gas. He's 
a really, really talented guy because not only does he do stand-up, not only does he write, but he also has an amazing singing voice and he's really musical, so he actually writes songs for the show. Um, so I love those episodes where we get to mix. We really have a variety show where we've got music and dance and comedy and the game show and everything all in one. Oh, now I'm jazzed. And also you mentioned this the upcoming show is more of a like uh, more of like a, a family uh, presentation. All I yeah. can think of is the Brady Bunch. And That's those, what. So like, you're going to get. Suits. Yep. We're going to wait till you see our suits. It's oh, going to be really exciting. Right. <laughs> I'm very excited. Michael's very excited about the costumes. Um oh, I, mean, yeah, I think so, Herb's got half a chub himself. Think about it. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, yeah so do, much fringe and. Do you guys? Do you guys like uh, video, like videos and stuff, or is it just like show up and watch it? Dude? Yeah, so it's a totally it's an audience interactive experience. So you want to come to the theater and watch the show, but if you want to check us out, we have a bunch of videos up. We've got all our Prince tribute videos up on the page today because we did a a tribute. So you can go to oldschoolgameshow.com or you can find us on Facebook and there's a bunch of past show reels and you can see the band, you can see the actors. How do you find them on Facebook? Or how do we find you on Facebook? Oh, me or the No, game? no, the, the... Old, it's just old school game show. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you can find me too, Jenny Nightshade. Oh, no, please. <laughs> Open invitation you everyone. Right <laughs> you got to love country. Oh jeez. Wow, it just got real ugly real quick. All right, He's so, so upset that I like country. I, I'm, 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 I'm not. Johnny, however, is making a hit list. All right, so old school game show. You said dot com. Yeah. All right, yeah. old school game show dot com. And if anyone wants to uh, get in contact with Jeannie Nightshade, find out where your upcoming shows are, patronize. Mm-hmm. Oh, can... Uh, you can go to JeannieNightshade dot com, or you can find me on Facebook. I have an entertainer page on there. All right, fantastic. Um, I myself know I'll be at the next show. Front and center. Awesome. Yep. All right. And Jenny, want to thank you for joining us right thank here on the Geek Down and me. and getting in depth about your 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 secret shame and taste in music. <laughs> awesome. All right. I, I I kid. I kid because I care. <laughs> All right. Now, just this past weekend, Johnny. Yo. I got to check out the Penny Arcade Expo. Oh, you did. Yeah. Yeah. So what's that? Is that like uh, uh, some sort of like arcade? No, place? no, believe it or not. play it, some, some arcade games? No, Pop a quarter? no, no. It's the northeast branch of the RNC. The Republicans came in in full force and they... No, kidding. That is the Penny <laughs> Arcade Expo, uh, PAX as it's also known. That is the gaming convention that comes to Boston, uh, well, several different points around the world, but PAX East comes to Boston specifically, giving us the, the lowdown. Oh, well, easily. Easily. Easily the easily. best one. Yep. On all the latest games and gaming-related fare that's coming up in the next year. And, dude, it's always an awesome time. It I is. had an awesome time. Yep. You were there in effect, too, my friend. Full effect, and it was amazing. Definitely the best PAX experience I've had before. Uh, all the previous ones, I only went there for like a day. And, and it's kind of hard to get your full fill on the PAX experience yes. in just one day. It's, it's, it it's almost rough. impossible just because of how big the event is. It's just huge, dude. It completely uh, eclipses, uh, what was it? Anime Boston's been here for a while. Anime and, Boston's for suckers, man. Okay, and PAX, small potatoes. Yeah, just, just the first year, I think it rivaled Anime Boston, and ever since then, it's just done astronomical numbers beyond that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, cats think conventions, and especially in Boston, where you think a lot of stuff comes through here, it's like, yeah, but there's like Boston Comic Con, which, well, it's no New York Comic Con. Okay, fine. You've got Anime Boston. Well, it's no Otacon. Fine. PAX is like twice the size yeah. of all of them and, and the be- it's amazing yeah, um, and the best part about it is that unlike uh the comic con that was here mm-hmm. uh it's not at it's definitely commercialized but it's not like you don't get that instant feeling that you're kind of being a little bit ripped off 
you're actually there is something for you to do there's a lot of free stuff and there's always something fun something interesting for you to engage in whether it be playing board games playing games that haven't been released playing a bunch of awesome indie games mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh going into a plethora of panels they have concerts that are playing yeah full uh, coverage dude i'm glad you mentioned that too because it's one of those it's one of those uh uh, places you can go where yes there is marketing present but you never feel like you're being directly uh, marketed to it's not imposing in that sense it's just there for you to take advantage if you want to take advantage and it's really meant for the enthusiasts yep you know i dig the hell out of it uh herb you're a little quiet over there man are you a gamer in any respect oh dude i put so much time into final fantasy games like but not anymore i don't play square was there games. oh wow okay sorry square sorry. was there man uh, dude herb, herb, herb's too cool for us now Oh, man, uh, but, I don't have the time. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm messing with you, buddy. All right, well, okay, we'll turn it over. Ginny, are you... Oh, wow, she got, oh. she got the deer in the headlights look right there. <laughs> there we go. Uh, we're, talking Eyes about, lit up. we're talking about the Penny Arcade Expo. Yeah. Are you familiar with... Uh, well, first of all, are you a gamer? I'm not a gamer. Okay. Um, But I typically date nerds, so I have been to, <laughs> I've been to PAX a few times. Oh, how how so are you, you not a gamer? You, you ran a game show. You run, you run a game show. You're this a different true. kind of game, I think. All right. Well, uh, PAX is all-encompassing. It also takes advantage yes. of yeah, interactive games. Yeah, you know, if PAX and... wanted to book old-school game show, I bet people would love us. Mm, well, hint, hint. We do know <laughs> a few of the people that could possibly make that happen with the right conversations. Yes. Yeah. We yeah. I have no clue what you're talking about. You have no... What? Really? Do I? Uh, well, I, th- I thought you did. Okay, my bad. I, okay, I've been spacing I, I out. I'm, I'm alone in people I know, apparently, but we'll, we'll talk <laughs> off air, I guess, and see, and see what kind Herb of you know, media Brown we can set up. I'm just thinking Chocobos. Uh, oh, well, okay, well, okay. Let's get let's get into that then, because, dude, yep. at this year's convention, yes. okay, you said you've been. Were you in attendance in uh, in the most recent packs? No, not this last one. Ah, yeah. okay. You missed some stellar, stellar definitely, activity. Definitely some great stuff, especially yeah. with the indies. Now, there's... You'll, you'll get your big giant monsters for gaming booths, so you'll get your Microsoft and your Sony, uh, Square, as I said before. Bethesda was there. Mm-hmm. I'd, I don't recall seeing them beforehand, but they were there in full effect, uh, and other big companies. But mm-hmm. to me, the the absolute attraction was with the indies. Oh, I thought uh, you were going to say Overwatch. The indies... Uh, hit, Overwatch hit you. was there, and you know I've already played Overwatch. Uh, okay, you and... played Overwatch. This was new to me. Oh, it was new to you. Well, dude, they brought out monster trucks and Lamborghinis. I had to get a taste. I heard. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't try any of that, but oh, I heard about okay. it. All right. Um. Okay. Do you, you need, need to share. Well. Well. Okay. Well, dig this. Overwatch is uh, one of the one of the uh, one of the biggest games uh, in the market today, and their presence at PAX was huge. Not only was their presence huge, but they went out of their way to make sure like they went above and beyond in their marketing to the point where they they partnered with Uber mm-hmm. and offered rides to well Uber, general Uber rides, but Uber rides in their uh, in their rented vehicles. What they brought to uh, the convention this year was they brought uh, two uh, bright pink uh, buggies, like dune buggy style buggies, mm-hmm. which people could ride in. A Lamborghini, uh, painted uh, in the Overwatch colors, and w- <laughs> driven by a driver dressed like one of the characters, uh, Tracer, the so, mo- the current. Uh, so someone cosplaying as Tracer. Someone cosplaying yeah, as Tracer. We talked about this like two sh- shows ago we or did. something like that. The character has been um, under some controversy because uh, there's been a lot of complaints that oh they're butt ass naked from the waist down. It's like no, that's just a character skin. It not, no, they're butt ass naked. naked. It was it was okay. the crack. Okay, fine. Had a, Too much had butt a clearly crack was defined shown butt crack. By this character. <laughs> yeah. So that's specific 
basically who was driving this one. And then my personal favorite, they had two monster trucks. What? Nice. Mm-hmm. Two custom monster trucks that would Reaper. drive Reaper, please too. tell me Reaper was driving one of them. Uh, I didn't see the driver's van. Ah, uh, should have well, been Reaper. Well, you had to call the Ubers, and that, those had to be the ones that accepted the ride. When I called an Uber, I got some random guy named Phil Damn. driving an Escort. <laughs> It was, it was it was it was lame. But I'm sorry, I kind of stepped out. <laughs> Did he offer of, you gum or something? At he least? Uh, he offered me bottled water and some breath mints. I think That's he was trying so to send bad. me a message. No, it's like all right. So you're like, you're getting the VIP treatment. <laughs> what am I trying to say? That's what it sounds like. Uh, <laughs> and the VIP treatment from Blizzard. Every, 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 oh, everyone loves me. It's like okay, so yeah, you um now go ahead and push your seat back a little farther there, buddy. Like but 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 but. Oh. Did you ride in a Lamborghini by the way? I did. Well, look look at the size of me. I'm I'm, I'm six feet tall. I can't fit in a Lamborghini. Uh. I would right. fit perfectly in a Lamborghini. I'm just saying. Yeah, but you're fun size, you know. So you can <laughs> like throw in there. You can you can drive a Lamborghini just like you know sitting there tooling down Mass Ave. All right, so All right, yeah, there there you, was some big some big companies there with their big games, and you get plenty of uh, they get plenty of uh, no and and marketing behind it. But uh, there's also plenty of small games that make a big splash. Yeah, dude, tell me about the indies, man, because you, you you've been talking about this for days. There, you haven't shut so up about many, it for days. Oh, man, there are so many. <laughs> How, where do I pick? So there's this one interesting <laughs> game. So this game definitely threw me off. I wasn't expecting it. It's called Tok- uh, sorry, Tokyo 42. Mm-hmm. And this is by Mode 7, or at least I think it's Mode 7. But either way, the game is called Tok- uh, Tokyo 42. They also did Frozen Synapse and Frozen Synapse 2. So these are other games that they're uh, known for or, or associated with. Mm-hmm. Tokyo 42 is like a... 3D Grand Theft Auto, but the old school Grand Theft Auto. The top down. The top down, but it has a, a little bit more of an isometric view. So it's, um, and it's all very cubey. Like the buildings are very cubey, and mm-hmm. and your characters are very cubey. Like like you're you look like a stick figure, like a 3D stick figure, and all the people around you, like all the civilians, are all like 3D stick figures, and the cameras just pulled way back out there so you're like this little tiny little itty bitty stick figure and you're running th- running on the tops of these roofs mm-hmm. um roofs were you, were you like a batman simulator uh so or, or a matchstick man simulator I'm, I'm assuming that you're in tokyo and it's in the future and everyone is so all these buildings are above the clouds because these they're so tall mm-hmm. and you're just running along the tops of these of these rooftops and everyone apparently everyone's hanging out on top of the roofs <laughs> And they're they're doing their thing. There's there's some weird stuff in there. You'll see like a cube person that's streaking. You'll see like random streakers, like, like a little cat follows you around and stuff like that. Well, no, it's just, it's, you said it's Japan, so I assume there were naked people and, and like sentient cats everywhere. <laughs> yes, yes. They're talking, telling <laughs> stories of old. But but it's basically like Grand Theft Auto in in the sense that uh, you're out in the public and you have guns and you can, if you want, just go crazy and shoot everyone and the the. These little cube people will just panic. There's there's a, a story in there. Uh, there's uh, missions and, and objectives that you have to follow. And also has. Uh, I love how you say it like it's all secondary. Yeah, there's, there's a story in there too, yeah. and some stuff you actually have to do. But it, but it's basically it's it's got these shooter elements of like this old school Grand Theft Auto, like mm. Grand Theft Auto Two or or, or London. Um, I love but, that one. 1969 was amazing. Yes. Um, what, you, what I'm getting, from, I'm sorry, don't mean to yep. cut you off. What I'm getting from the description you're giving though. Is do you remember Retro City Rampage? Yes. Okay. Uh, it sounds almost exactly like that. Is that what uh, we're talking about here? Uh, it's kind of similar, except uh, there's a parkour system, and that's the other. <laughs> that's on, the other man. part to it. <laughs> what? Oh wow! All right. So so what 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 else did they throw into this kitchen sink of a game? Well, so so the parkour system is not like 
crazy, uh, crazy elaborate. It's just you know you jump around, mm-hmm. but the way the camera you do you jump, jump up, around, jump up and get down. Yes, <laughs> yes, you jump up and so. jump down to various building perches uh, mm. uh, and whatnot. But it ties into the camera system, so the camera uh, keep, keeps a uh, particular angle. So every time you hit the camera button, it'll rotate 45 degrees in one direction. So you get essentially eight viewpoints of the world itself. You're never you're never going to have control over the camera where uh, you can just tilt it and it'll, the camera will move around a little bit or, or change the angle up or down or anything like that. It's snapping to these to these uh, particular like, views. So it's either you're seeing the world up, down, left, right, and everything, because everything's cubic, yeah. it it fits visually. There's a game... Um, well, one thing, a 3D immersive fixed points. What, yes. What, what's this, what, what was this called again? Uh, Tokyo 42. Okay, you don't know what engine they used by any chance, do you? Uh, yes, the guy made his own engine. He made it. Wow. Okay. Because yep. I know Cast have tried to use, uh, tried to build the, stuff like that in the Unity engine, which I've worked with, and it is freaking hot. Like, fr- like God, you will hate the world and everything in it <laughs> uh, after ten minutes of trying to actually construct in this uh, hellish concoction. Um, I'll say debacle or cluster. F- not, well, anyways, it's hard, is what I'm getting <laughs> yep. at. Well, so that was a very interesting game. Definitely on the radar. They have a long way to go with that, though. Yeah. Uh, another awesome game. I have to give this one a major shout-out. Chasm. Love it, love it, love it. I've been interested in this game for three years now. I finally got a chance to play it ever since this old demo that they had lingering around. Mm -hmm. I completely demolished it, beat the boss and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, The guy gave me a pat on the back because I was, like, the most badass person to ever play their game. They gave you kudos. Like, like, (laughs) like, well done there, Sonny. And now you're like, hey, I passed the level. He's but, happy to plug it. <laughs> but the reason why I love it so much is it's basically a procedurally generated Castlevania, but the Castlevanias that are like Symphony of the Night style or, or the Game Boy Advance and the DS ones. So the good it's, ones. It's a Metroidvania game, mm-hmm. but it's procedurally generated, but it's still interlocking and item-gated and all of those things that you love. <gasps> it's 2D sprites. It's beautiful. Um Definitely, definitely check it out. Uh, I believe they did something interesting where they uh, rendered everything at a very low resolution and then they blow it up. They size it up so that it gives it that very authentic, old school visual look. It, it just looks phenomenal. Sounds great. It plays it sounds... amazing. You, you, um, there's, there's another game that actually you checked out for us, uh, Adventures of Pip. It sounds like they used a similar mechanic. Uh, yes, but so Adventures of Pip was sort of focused on switching between the different sort of uh, graphical assets. So you, you, you play as a, if you're fully devolved, you're a cube. Yeah. If you level up, you're, you're a eight bit character, then a 16 bit character. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, that let, let's, was... let's ignore adventures of Pip. You liked adventures of Pip though. It's good, but it's, it doesn't have its own personality. And, and there's clearly some design, uh, issues that that they've had i think i mentioned that uh they had assets that didn't look like it quite fit into the game itself i can see that whereas chasm everything absolutely fits within its own world it's it's very realized all right well Um, i mean dude it sounded like you hated those and everything you saw i myself (laughs) no i myself uh, made it a point this year to cover as much of the tabletop floor as possible because i think we actually uh kind of neglected that in the past and um i know uh if I think you met Herb Bond for the first time. He was the original founder of the Lifestyle Show, which Adam and I eventually made into the Geek Down. 
So yep. yeah, he's old school, man. He's working with a uh, with a uh, couple of uh, organizations uh, dealing with uh, military gaming for military veterans. You know, um, uh, we got to check out a lot of 3D realm games and uh, environmentally um, uh, uh, immersive games uh, that are being uh, that are being uh, pushed to uh, soldiers, helping them. Uh, well, some some help them cope with um, uh, reacclimating into civilian life after their tours. Some help them actually uh, work. I guess um, more functionally when they are uh, away uh, away overseas or you know just in the middle of a tour themselves. You know, a lot of people think, well, we have charities that send games like Call of Duty to soldiers to help them, you know, shoot better. It's like no, a lot of these things help folks who are dealing with PTSD. You know, uh, or, or just you know they're missing their families. You know, these are things that help them uh, retain a semblance of uh, of normalcy of their uh, of their uh, life back home that they've left behind because they're out there defending our country. You know, and not just those. I mean, uh, dude, we got to see some games for, oh, the Mensa game. Uh, there's a game uh, that was actually they've won the award uh, two years in a row now uh, presented by Mensa for I'm trying to remember what the exact wording was the um, I guess most mentally functional or most educational uh, along that lines. I'm butchering that. Yep. But they give awards to games that really encourage people to think differently and solve puzzles in creative ways. And, like, they push that, and that was awesome. You know, things like that. Uh, I also got to try uh, most of the games from Tiny Build. We'll have a full rundown of this on the actual site, by the way, because I know yep. we're kind of breezing through here. But I just want to make sure I let you know, specifically, I saw one of your favorite games. You know, I, you know I love it. I know how much <laughs> you love it, too. Party hard, my friend. Party oh, yeah. hard, oh Party man! Party hard from Tiny Build Games, the game where you yourself get to be the pixelated serial killer, and uh, and yeah. yeah, your neighbors keep you up uh, at night. So you decide the best course of action. Do you call the cops? No. Do you knock on the door and give a friendly message or leave a note? No. You uh, go out of your way to kill everybody in the house, and then everybody in the farm, and then everybody in the in the corresponding level, and it's awesome. I yep, and the the final ending to that game is you kill yourself because you just played through that game and oh, beat it and it. bored yourself to death. All right, I love the game. You know, you, <laughs> you, you, you on some level, I'm pretty sure you you dug the hell out of it. No. All right. Well, There's we'll, nothing about that game that is interesting beyond the first 10, 15 minutes. Oh, jeez, you hating? Hate, hate it. Right, I well, tried. I, I really did. Yeah, well, this has been part one. We actually have a lot more to talk about, and we'll fill you in on the Penny Arcade Expo 2016 right here in Boston. Uh, tune in WEMFradio.com every Monday nights right here. And hear the geek down with my, lust, my, my, my lovely dulcet tunes. And I'll sing you the greatest hits of country. <laughs> I, I, I won't sing. I promise not to. But also want to thank my homeboy, just Johnny. Yo. want to thank Jeannie Nightshade for joining us. Thank you. Want to thank Herbie Herb for making the sound amazing. Woo! I want to remind you all that the Geek Down is brought to you by Out of the Blue Gallery right here in lovely Cambridge, Massachusetts. You can check them out at four four at five forty one Mass Ave. And do they have shows going on? They support local artists. You can go there and buy works and clothing uh, from local um, uh, uh, entrepreneurs and support you know businesses right in your backyard. Also, they put on uh, exhibitions and burlesque shows from time to time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. check them out at outoftheblue.com out of artgallery.com and also check us out at geek-down.com if you heard anything on this show you want to chime in on have any opinions on any uh, uh, shows we talked about or any performances or just want to share your your, uh, your thoughts on Prince or, or you know, defend and, defend your party hard game or defend party hard <laughs> against Johnny who's hating with a passion hey hey you agreed with me on on 
Punch Club, although you were a bit more vicious on Punch Club than I was. Man, Punch Club can eat it. Okay, you know what? Um, <laughs> what I remind you all the Geek Down is every Monday night, 9 p.m. right here on WEMFRadio.com. We'll catch you all same bad time, same bad channel. And until next week, we'll remind you kids, be excellent to each other. Peace. <laughs>